0: All right, so the left is out there all bent up out of shape, all outraged that Trump said he might accept oppo research from a foreigner who maybe comes to him and says, hey, we got damning information on your opponents. You want it? They're pretending to be outraged because they can't actually be because their candidate, Hillary Clinton, actually went and paid foreign agents for dirt on her opponent. And then she used that fake information to launch a coup. So I'm really not buying the outrage here. Guys, what are you even talking about and who the hell are you kidding? The answer, of course, is no one. No, I'm not buying it. You're not kidding anyone. They know what Hillary did. They just don't tell their readers. They don't tell their listeners. They don't tell their viewers because, of course, the media is a part of an operation at this point And hiding inconvenient information from their consumers is the name of their game. So we'll get into all of that. First, of course, want to tell you about today's sponsor, who is Home Title Lock. Recently, one of the largest real estate title companies suffered a breach of nearly 900 million homeowners files, your home's title, its mortgage, your bank loans and personal info may be in the hands of identity thieves. And what they'll do is they'll forge your home's title. So it looks like you sold it. You didn't, but it will look like it. Then they'll get loans from online lenders using your equity and then they'll stick you with the payments. And no identity theft program or insurance covers you for this. The first 30 days after a breach are crucial in this. So what I did is I got you 30 days of protection for free. To get it, you go to HomeTitleLock.com for 30 days of free title and mortgage fraud protection. Home Title Lock, it puts a virtual barrier around your home's title, home's online title to keep the thieves away. And there's no obligation. It is a great service. So register your address now to verify you're not already a victim of this breach and get 30 days of free protection. Go to HomeTitleLock.com. That is HomeTitleLock.com. All right, so on Twitter now, On Twitter, Impeach Trump now is trending. Of course it is. Of course Impeach Trump is trending because that's all they have. I mean, can you imagine? Can you imagine during Obama's reign of terror if we just shouted, Impeach! Impeach! That's it. If that's all we did instead of, you know, what we actually did, which was opposing his ideas, opposing his big government redistributionist un-American socialist policies. I mean, me, as a guy who despised Obama as much as I did and thought, no, sorry, I knew that he was causing irreparable harm. I didn't just think it, we knew, to the country. Far more damage, by the way, than Trump could ever dream of doing, even if he wanted to. I really think there was only maybe one time, maybe twice actually, where I pondered to myself, okay, is there any way we can just impeach this loser? And that was, I'll tell you when that was, that was after he just left four Americans to die in Benghazi. Guy hit the snooze button, went back to sleep. And then the other was probably Bo Bergdahl when he traded five people for just one deserter. Then I was furious. Then I was like, let's get him out of office. But that was it. On the other hand, it consumes the left. The left has made this impeachment effort into a serious campaign, even though it has no legs to stand on but we've got people like Steve Cohen out there going as far as to say this. I think we have a moral imperative to bring those charges and the House, at least stand up and do its responsibility, even if the Senate won't. I think we'll see blood on our hands. Yeah, that sounds, that sounds sane. Blood on our hands if we do not impeach Trump. Folks, this is next level. And the reason why I know, despite their feigned outrage, the reason why I know they are not actually outraged by Trump's behavior, it's just derangement, is because they want to impeach him on something far less than what their own terrible candidate, Hillary Clinton, did. Cause here's what Trump did in comparison. In a completely made up hypothetical situation, Trump said he might hear opposition on one of his opponents from Norway. Your campaign this time around, if foreigners, if Russia, if China, if someone else offers you information on an opponent, should they accept it or should they call the FBI? I think maybe you do both. I think you might want to listen. I don't. There's nothing wrong with listening. If somebody called from a country, Norway, we have information on your opponent. Oh, I think I'd want to hear it. You want that kind of interference in our elections? It's not an interference. They have information. I think I'd take it. If I thought there was something wrong, I'd go maybe to the FBI, if I thought there was something wrong. But when somebody comes up with OPO research, right? They come up with OPA research. Oh, let's call the FBI. The FBI doesn't have enough agents to take care of it. But you go and talk honestly to congressmen. They all do it. They always have. And that's the way it is. Now, I'll tell you why I love this clip for a few reasons. First of all, because it's just very Trump, right? He says exactly what he's thinking, which is really someone's gonna come to me, say they've got dirt on my opponent, and I'm gonna tell him to go pound sand. I'm gonna gonna get the FBI on the phone. Hold on, sir, I'm calling the FBI on you. No No one does that, but Trump, he says things that former politicians like Joe Scarborough, who we'll get to in a second, would never admit. Instead of course they pretend they pretend that the minute someone from another country contacts them they're going to drop everything they're doing and immediately get the FBI on the phone give me a break Trump is like no I'm not, I'm not going to call the FBI if someone calls me and says hey I got dirt on your opponent I want the dirt <laughs> if that uh, isn't, that's what everyone in this town does. And Trump says, if it seems sinister and bad, then I'll do what needs to be done. I'll call the FBI if it's bad. but I'm not going to turn down opposition research and get the FBI on the phone because no one would do that. And he's right. No one would do it. I, I live in this town. I know. And you talk to people behind closed doors and they admit it. They admit it behind closed doors, but then they go on TV and they say, I would never I would never do such a thing because I care too much about our democracy. Bull crap. And we're not a democracy, we're a republic, moron. Foreign interference, all right? Remember, foreign interference in our elections. When this whole phony narrative began, what was that phony of that foreign interference? Well, it was Russia hacked our elections. Like they changed the votes in the machines to rig it in favor of Donald Trump. That was the narrative. Now it's Trump in an interview at his desk, thinking out loud about what he'd do if someone called him and said, hey, you know, I've got some dirt on your opponent. That is what has the left in the meltdown now. That's the collusion. That's the conspiracy. They're pretending. They're pretending to be outraged because, of course, it is not sincere, but it still sounds just as unhinged. Joe Biden shouting on Twitter, President Trump is once again welcoming foreign interference in our elections. This isn't about politics. It is a threat to our national security. No, your mental capacities are a threat to our national security. And then Cory Booker, who I assume after someone on his campaign said, Cory, you gotta say something about this dude, because this is a a great opportunity for you to virtue signal. Cory Booker wrote on Twitter, that you would say this is disgraceful, right? Because the guys are always at like a 12. That you would do it from the Oval Office yet again, proves you're unfit for the office you hold. Right. But Cory Booker, he's he's totally fit. Yeah, he would. He would never. Right. And then Dr. Dina Grayson, who I don't believe is an actual doctor who sees patients. She appears to be a politababe on the left, says it's treason. Treason. Do you know the definition of treason? Yeah, it's treason because he had a conversation with a, with a reporter about a completely hypothetical conversation. That that is treasonous. You got it, doctor. You're spot on the money. And then the Atlantic, Trump welcomes foreign interference in 2020 campaign. And then now we'll get to we'll get to phony Joe Scarbo with the coif feigning outrage so he can virtue signal to all the clowns who watch his show. The Republicans uh, have no choice but to condemn this. If they don't condemn it, then, of course, they are uh, they are being disloyal to their country and choosing instead to be loyal to Donald Trump. <laughs> The funniest part about this is that all of these people have been really strangely silent at Hillary's, not just mentioning it, but actually paying a foreign agent to contest the results of the election as a backup case in case she didn't win. You know, I said earlier, most politicians would not turn down dirt on their opponent in any situation. Well, Hillary actually went out and she sought it. She paid for it. She and the entire DNC paid Christopher Steele, who is a foreign agent. Christopher Steele is an ex British spy. And Christopher Steele didn't approach Hillary with the dirt. No, Christopher Steele, Hillary Clinton actually went and actively sought foreign intervention in the election because she wanted to undo the results. She was going to be pissed and in case she lost, she had a protection plan in place. And so Hillary and the DNC they used the law firm Perkins coy to pay Fusion GPS and Christopher Steele to compile a dossier of fake, uncorroborated intelligence about Trump. And who were who were Christopher Steele's sources for that? Hmm? Who were his sources for the dossier? Foreign agents from Russia. In fact, their names were Vyacheslav Trubnikov and Vladislav Surkov. You cannot make this up. Trubnikov and Surkov, all right? Those were steel sources. Senior Russian foreign ministry official and a high-ranking Russian intelligence officer. That is whom Hillary received intel from to launch a coup. But these clowns, they don't make a peep about that. Joe Scarborough doesn't talk about that on his show. Steve Cohen not talking about that. And by the way, this is not a, oh, but Hillary argument, because Trump didn't do anything wrong. Trump didn't actually accept foreign intel. Remember with the honeypot, there was no foreign intel. She had nothing. The honeypot at Trump Tower had nothing. There was no intel from her. On the other hand, the Democrats, they took the unverified salacious intel from the Steele dossier, intel, right? Took it to the swine at the FBI, who took it to the FISA court, who then spied on Trump, okay? That is what foreign collusion looks like, not, oh, well, it, well, if someone in a hypothetical situation from Norway contacts me, yeah, I'd probably, I'd probably listen to the dirt they had. Who wouldn't? This is just evidence that these radical talking heads, these radical reporters who pretend to be anchors and writers and journalists and patriots, which is the most laughable, are the furthest thing from it. They are masquerading as people who care about this country. They do not. They are frauds. And that is why our job is to call them out every day for the liars that they are. All right, guys, for today's out of the house, by the way, do you guys like these uh, these out of the house segments or do you want me to just stick only to the Trump related news and around the White House? Let me know in the comments. However, today you do not have a choice. So for today's out of the house, uh, we'll go to Twitter. Right now, there is so much, so much infighting in the conservative movement, and a lot of it is immature, but you sign on to Twitter and it's like, it feels like everyone is catfighting with somebody, right? You got, you got Laura Loomer out there calling Lauren Southern a whore, and then somehow Milo's involved. I just don't know where to find him anymore because he's been banned everywhere. But the latest incident that set Twitter ablaze was this drama with Ashley St. Clair, whose work, frankly, I'm not really that familiar with. Uh, Apparently she writes for Human Events and she also does work with Turning Point USA. Ashley St. Clair, so I, I, I do, I follow her on Twitter and I believe she follows me, but I don't really know what she does. So I do, I find it a little difficult to get too worked up about what she thinks about things. But everyone else apparently is. Everyone else apparently has a lot of ideas about what she thinks. So she set Twitter on fire the other day because she said in a podcast on the Free Thinkers podcast with the Scoop Steve that there are only like 12 illegal immigrants in Colorado, and therefore, conservatives do not need to be concerned as much about immigration. Instead, they should be concerned about things that actually matter, like education. Now, obviously, I could not disagree more. Anyone who watches this program knows that. And so everyone is fussing over the drama, but personally, I could care, like, I really couldn't care less about what one girl of whose work I've never read a single word thinks about illegal immigration. I mean, she's, enti- she's entitled to her own opinions, her own views about illegal immigration, no matter how much I think they're wrong. She's entitled to her opinion. However, she is not entitled to her own facts, and that is what we do here on this program. So the facts, all right? There are not like 12 illegal immigrants in Colorado. There are hundreds of thousands of them. Pew estimates show it's about 200,000 illegal immigrants, which is larger than the entire population of Fort Collins. And those numbers, by the way, are from 2014, the last year from which they have reliable numbers. And trust me, they're not going down those numbers, right? So, it's probably even more than that. In Colorado, one in 10 students has a parent who is in the country illegally. One in 10. And only in California, Texas, Arizona, and Nevada, i.e., the states that are near the border, have more students who have to wonder every day if their parents are going to be deported because there are so many that are here illegally. In Colorado, the state saw a record death toll. In 2017, that's according to the Colorado Department of Public Health and Environment. And a majority of those drugs that are actually taking the lives of people in the United States, where do they come from? Of course, they come from over the border. So it is a huge problem, which is why my guess is that Coloradans are so concerned about it. So, you know, I just wanted to just wanted to inject a bit of facts into all of the madness because amid all of it, all of the screaming and shouting about some girl's who, girl whose work I'm not particularly familiar with and her opinion, we seem to have forgotten that what she said simply was not factually accurate. It wasn't. And facts matter on this program. And speaking of madness, do I see this? Men in black and X-Men. Men in black? X-Men, I mean, what, what year is this, 1950? You know what, I am so sick of these sexist movies out there with their overbearing patriarchal control. It is disgusting. Men in black, X-Men, men, men, men. I mean, what, what is next, the hand, Mr's Tale. Men in black. Not only is that one sexist, but it is wildly racist. All right. Black. Really? You're going u- to use the word black in a title. It should be people of color. I mean, that, that's what Hollywood thats what Hollywood sounds like these days if you talk or pay attention to the woke feminists who are out on the loose and they all think, you know, that Brie Larson is bae and they pretend like it's a new thing for women to star in action movies. It's a new thing, guys. Never been done before until they came along, right? And because of that mentality, all mention of men in these major franchises, it must be obliterated so that we can finally have perfect gender equality because you know we all know that the only thing left oppressing women is that jennifer lawrence has to star in a movie with gosh forbid the word men in the title so people in hollywood and now the characters in the movies because they're actually writing it into the script they are now making pushes to ruin two hollywood franchises by changing the names to be more encompassing it's funny i can't actually remember the last time you were the one risking something and by the way, the women are always saving the men around here. You might want to think about changing the name to X women Ooh, burn. Change the name to X women No, please don't. Please don't. I'm not going to go see it if you do. You know, this is, this is what happens when you let these third-wave feminists run giant franchises. Leave the job to the men and women who actually have good heads on their shoulders. There's no need to force the X-Men into some mad beef with each other based on their genitals. X-Men comics are about good versus evil. They are not about your genitalia. X-Men is about fighting prejudice, not adding more prejudice. And in fact, the very first X-Men comic book, which debuted in 1963, features an exchange between the school's founder, Professor X, and Jean Cray. Uh, I believe she's a woman, where he tells her, you miss gray like the other four students at the school are a mutant you possess an extra power one which ordinary humans do not that is why i call my students x-men for extra power so there you have it you know they use this term men you know what Men can sometimes just mean people. You know, we have this thing, we have this thing called the Declaration of Independence. It says all men are created equal. We understand that to include women. And case in point, women have never been excluded from X-Men, ever. And actually, in many cases, the female X-Men are considered more powerful than the dude X-Men. Now, unfortunately, this is not just the X-Men franchise. Similar things are happening over at the Men in Black franchise because the newest Men in Black star is out there saying she hopes if they do more movies that they can go with a different title because there's nothing better for brand awareness than changing the franchise name in the fifth movie. That's going to be a real blockbuster. But we've got Tessa Thompson out there. She's the lead in the revamped Men in Black International. Not going to see it, sorry. But she said this. I hope that we can get to the space where it's not noteworthy when women top line these films. And I think a film like this helps us get there. Yeah, and she also says she maybe wants to consider changing the name to people in black, or maybe humans in black, or something like that, cause men in black is just sexist. She says it's not new. It, she says she wants to get to a time where it's not noteworthy to have women in an action franchise. Well, guess what? It's not new or noteworthy. Let's go through some examples. You guys remember Sarah Connor from the Terminator series? Hmm? Well, what about Ellen Ripley from Alien? Or the, or the bride from Kill Bill? Or hell, Princess Leia? What you want to, t- oh, those aren't real superheroes? Well, what about Batgirl, hmm? What about Catwoman? Or some, new, some newer movies, Trinity from The Matrix, although The Matrix isn't that new, believe it or not. I can't believe I'm that old. And then we've got Laura Croft from Tomb Raider. She's not new. And then Gal Gadot, Wonder Woman. I mean, Wonder Woman, she, Gal Gadot was not the first Wonder Woman, people. In fact, this woman wasn't even the first Wonder Woman. It's as old as time. And I could go on all day about all the female superheroes that we've had. But you know, of course, the point of all of this is not actually gender equality. Never has been, never will from them. For them, it is about drumming up strife and resentment between the sexes. For them, it is about forcing people to accept the progressive BS narrative that men and women are exactly the same and suggesting otherwise. If you dare say something else, you are a bad and dangerous person. You are a sexist. You are a bigot. It's designed, of course, to append the very foundation of our society. It is designed to install chaos and create this false sense among those ignorant enough to fall for it that discrimination and racists and sexists are everywhere and if you do not support more government control to keep them in line, then those racists and sexists and bigots will hurt you. I mean, look at who's pushing this narrative. The ones acting like we're still in the 1700s where there actually was rampant inequality and discrimination. They should be proud to live in this time, but the ones pushing this narrative are the progressives because in order for their nonsense to work and in order for their phony narratives to be sold to the people, they have to scare you into needing them. We're not gonna fall for it here. A reminder to everyone, I'd really appreciate it if you'd please rate, review, and subscribe to the White House Brief Podcast. It will make sure the truth rises above all the other stuff out there. So please rate, review, and subscribe. Thanks for listening.